Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. It is Friday, July 21st. And normally, if you know me, you know that Fridays are my happy day. But you guys, I'm going to, I'm just going to be honest with you. I am having a tough day today. I am not myself. I am not my normal happy go lucky Donna bowling high. Daily dose of Donna, pop of energy. I am, I'm having a day. So just, Tune in for a moment. Um, I have to say my homework and then we'll get into why I'm feeling this way. It is Gardener Day today. Thank you, MLF. But the Gardener left, which is why I'm late because I was about to come on and record about a half hour earlier. And then the Gardener came and I was like, uh, I'll just eat lunch. Maybe I just need something. Blood sugar because I was feeling very, I was almost going to just not do today, which is not like me. But we're all allowed a shitty day sometimes, right? Okay. Anyway, if you're new here, <laughs> this was awful beginning. This is not what you normally see. If you are new here, my name is Donna Bowling. I am a podcast host. Daily Dose of Donna is a daily Monday through Friday podcast. I talk about pop culture, reality TV. I'll tell you guys. Um, yeah, Daily Dose of Therapy. We should do a Daily Dose of Therapy every once in a while. Um, pop culture, TV, reality TV, gossip, celeb gossip, um, all kinds of things. So welcome, welcome to the show. And um, if you haven't subscribed yet, we hit 6,600 YouTube subscribers. Thank you so much. Remember, my goal was to hit 7,000 by Sunday when I pick up my son from camp. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love for it to happen. So if we can just like build towards 7,000, that would be amazing. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, it's free Daily Dose of Donna, of course. And then I have a Patreon for extra content. All of the stuff is below. That is that is the inf- important info. Okay. Guys, this is why I'm having a bad day. I have two more days for my kids until my kids get home from camp. And I'm not going to get like so deep into it, but I have had like one one son, one of my kids has had a struggle, an ongoing struggle while at camp. So that is kind of like shadowing me um, when you talk to like the camp mom. I haven't talked to him. They say not to like – it's better not to talk to your kid when they're gone and they're feeling like a certain way because then they beg to come home or whatever. And I think he's having a really good time. She thinks he's having a good time. She says that he's having a good time, but he's getting teased a little bit. I don't want to talk about it because I feel like I'm going to cry. I don't want to talk about it because I feel like I for real could cry because I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And, um, We just want our kids happy. That's it. Guys, <laughs> shit. Wow. Wow. This is – maybe I won't even upload this episode. I picked them up in two days. I miss them. I'm sorry. I just don't want – I was teased as a kid. And I was bullied as a kid. And it's it like it really triggers me. 
Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> I'm laughing because this is so crazy. <laughs> like, did I plan on this? I didn't even plan on talking to you guys about it. Oh my gosh. I'm going to like, I promise you this is going to be a fun show because I needed to get this out, I guess. I'm really sorry for those listening to the audio because all you're hearing is me just like making like snorting sounds. I can't find Kleenex. I don't know where any is. Anyway, thank you, dosers. I appreciate the love on TikTok. I'll be okay. He'll be great. He'll be fine. I'm sure. Kids are resilient. But it's so crazy because when things like this happen in your life, when you have um, mean people, which is why like I always think about that episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with um, with Sutton last season when they were in Kyle Richards' Aspen house and like all of the girls were attacking Sutton and no one said anything. And I always think about that moment because it's so triggering to me when people are mean. And being a parent is so crazy because I take it in like it's me. It's happening to me, you know? Um, so it's all good. It's all good. And I don't know the details. And she says, I was just texting with her this morning and she says he's fine. But I just want, I just don't want him to be sad. Anyway. I don't know if this is, I'm only crying about that. I'm on no sleep. I went out last night. Um, I had a really fun dinner with my girlfriends and um, everything was great. Came home, went to bed like a normal time, but I was up all night. You know, those nights where you just don't sleep. And so I kept waking up. I kept waking up. And then finally at like, I saw 3.30, I saw 3.45, I saw four. And then at like 4.15, I was like, F it, I'll just get up and like drink coffee. So I made coffee and then I went to... um, at 45, my, my workout at 5.30 and, um, and I got my workout in and like something happened in my workout that like also really triggered me. And, and I don't know if I'm just extra sensitive right now. Maybe that's what's happening. Maybe it's like hormonal or whatever, but someone's like the trainer who I adore. (laughs) I need a vape. (laughs) I need something. I need a freaking Kleenex. I can't leave in the middle of recording my podcast though. Hold on. Let me see if I have one here. See, this is what a hot mess express I am right now. Normally, like you would say like, oh, you can just like edit. I'm like, I'm not editing after this. We are putting this whole entire show online because I don't want to edit. I want to get, I want to be done with this. When when I'm done with the episode, I'm going to put it on and then I'm going to probably take a nap, which will make me feel better. But anyway, my trainer who I love dearly, like was making a joke and she thought I was like in on the joke but I wasn't in on it because I'm so sensitive and I was so hurt by it. And so I'm just very thrown off today. I'm very thrown off. Then I decided normally on Friday, I go to a 9am yoga class, which I'm obsessed with because I love the teacher and it just always like really makes me feel better. But the, the Bravo con tickets and I did not freaking do the presale because in my mind yesterday, you guys heard me yesterday. I said, I'm not really sure if I'm going to um, like actually go to BravoCon. I'm definitely in Vegas for that weekend. Like I already, I love you guys. I already got my um, hotel room. Like we have, uh, that's fine. I'm going to be in Vegas. 
but I don't know if I'm going to go to BravoCon. So I didn't buy the pre-sale because in my mind, I was like, I have a day to figure it out. So of course this morning I'm like, I can't go to yoga, which sucks because I love it, but I will buy them at 9 a.m. So, you know, I'm talking to my husband about it. Which ticket should I buy? Like assuming it's going to be fine because I'm sitting here at my computer at 8.58. I refresh 8.59. It's all of a sudden available. I add a VIP to the cart. Tickets are sold. All It says, what did it say? All tickets are carded or something like that, right? And then I tried general admission. All tickets are carded. Then it would say, there's a ticket available. You would add it to your cart. And then it would say, no, all tickets are carded. No tickets are available. It was the most maddening experience. Listen, I the Taylor Swift is like a similar situation, but I didn't deal with it. My husband actually bought Taylor Swift tickets because he got the presale. Like he got the code. Um, and so he dealt with it, but he wasn't taking it personally because it wasn't about like it was it was only for me. It wasn't like his thing. But I was like, what the hell? Like I was so frustrated. So basically, essentially, they released a ton of VIP and general admission tickets yesterday for presale. Those sold out really fast too. Like I think after a few minutes. So I don't know exactly how long. So I don't know if I would have been guaranteed those either. But either way, I did not. I messed up. I didn't even put myself out there. That was my fault. Then today, I'm like, I'm totally ready. Credit card ready. I'm I'm going. Not thinking for a second that I wouldn't have a ticket because I'm like, it's 9 a.m. exactly when they open up. You guys sold out. VIP, VIP was sold out under like 20 minutes, I think 15 minutes, maybe 12 minutes. I put myself on a wait list for VIP. General admission was sold out for 40 minutes. And it was the most, after 40 minutes, it was the most frustrating experience because I'm sitting there. BravoCon definitely will not be canceled to the actor strike. It's a totally different union unless Bethany has anything to do with it, right? Bethany's trying to unionize reality TV. Um, I'm so sorry that I'm like, like my nose is running because I cried. <laughs> Um, but I feel so frustrated and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to go, but now I'm like, I don't even have an option because now what's happening is immediately they're being resold on StubHub general admission, which was 550 plus taxes, which is like $700 is being sold for over two, three, four thousand $4,000 a ticket. And I can't do that. Like I can, I don't want to. I'm not spending my money on that. I didn't even want to get VIP. I really didn't want like I so the amount of money to spend and now I'm like I'm just frustrated with it because I feel like wait till a day or two before. Yeah, I mean a lot of people are saying that they're giving they're they'll open up more tickets, they'll give away more tickets. I don't want to get in a position where I feel, you know, like like how people are feeling with Taylor Swift, where if they didn't get a ticket, now they're spending like $6,000 a ticket just because of last minute, like panic. I don't want to do that. I won't go for that reason. I will still be in Vegas, but that just means that we have to figure something out, dosers, that makes more sense for us to like all connect. Because here's the problem. Did you guys realize that it's called Caesars Forum? Okay, so Lourdes, I'm working on a press ticket, but that's not easy. It's not easy to get a press ticket. Um, so, yes, Donica says, seriously, ticks for BravoCon run that high. I'm officially old. It's crazy. And it's and the, the craziest thing is they sell out. People will buy them. I mean, maybe they're bots. But so the thing is, is that I looked at a map. The way that BravoCon works, I think BravoCon is going to be amazing. I'm not talking badly about BravoCon. Like, I wanted to go to BravoCon, right? So I'm not – this is not like a – 
um, like taking them down. It's like, it's a business for them, right? But I have to, um, oh, you can't buy five unless you want to buy resale. Someone just said, I'm sorry, I just came on. How much are they? I want to buy five. You can buy five for like $10,000 a piece. Good luck. It's, it's awful. So when you look at the map of Vegas, I was under the assumption that I was under the assumption that it was at Caesars. Like there was a convention center at Caesars. Well, it's not. The convention center that it's at, which is called Caesars Forum, is actually really not very close. Like it's it's across the street on the strip and then like two or three blocks back, which doesn't sound long, but blocks in Vegas take like 10 to 15 minutes to walk one block. I mean, it's a walk. So what's crazy is like you can't, you can't go to, you can't go in and out of BravoCon easily unless your hotel is like the link, which is there is a hotel right there. But where I'm staying, which is close to like Cosmo area, like it's by the Cosmo over there. That's not an easy in and out. So then I'm thinking to myself, like maybe I don't, yeah, a block here is like two miles. Exactly. I'm like, maybe there's like, no reason to go to BravoCon. It feels so out of the way. It feels like it's going to be hard to go. And I'm going to be with, honestly, a bunch of girlfriends that don't care so much about Bravo. So maybe we just like go and do something at Caesars. Like they have a great circle bar at Caesars Palace. Like I love their little circle bar. And we can just say like 5 p.m. on this day, meet us here if you're a doser. Like that's what I'm thinking. We need something to make this worth it, right? I'm going to Vegas regardless because I already, I marked it on the calendar. I have my money for it. I told my husband, I booked, we booked his uh, timeshare that I told you about. We're good. Anyway, if you're new here, this is not my normal show. This is clearly a, 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 a challenge, a different kind of show than Daily Dose. If you look at the comments below, I'm sure my dosers will comment below that this is not my show. Another thing that really kind of put me in a mood last night is that I mentioned a content creator. I'm not even going to mention her, but I mentioned a content creator yesterday on my show when I was talking about John and Kate plus eight. And this content creator, and all you have to do is go to yesterday's show. It was Thursday, July 20th and look at the comments. I pinned a comment. If all I'm saying is that I had no idea. When I tell you, no idea that this content creator was problematic. Like I am too new in this content, this like pop culture content game that I didn't know. And so I got so many comments saying like, oh my gosh, you cannot align with her. You cannot talk about her. You can't. And I was like, I, I just saw like a random thing on my explore page. Like I did not, I did not see it. I did not know all the problematic she is. So she is. So if you go back to yesterday's show, I mentioned a content creator. I am not affiliated. She doesn't know who I am. I don't know who she is. I just saw a post that she posted about John and Kate and we'll move on. Okay. (laughs) Please, please, please. I promise you, I'm not trying to give her a platform. I don't know her from Adam. Who is Adam? (laughs) Um, we were, we were talking about a content creator who I mentioned yesterday in my post in my, in my podcast. So just go to the YouTube show from yesterday if you're interested or listen to yesterday's show. Okay. That's all I'll talk about with her. Okay. (sighs) Graham the dog. If you were on my Patreon, you know, I know, I knew who gave Graham the dog back to the shelter. 
I knew this. Thank you for following y'all. I knew this. I didn't tell you publicly. I didn't tell you guys because I didn't want it, you know, I don't want to be the reason it gets out, but it got out because this is how things work. People know things and everyone's talking and I'm sure someone at the shelter or whatever. So essentially yesterday we find out that Rachel, Raquel Rachel has somehow inadvertently gotten Graham to a shelter, which Vanderpump Dogs got alerted about and James got the dog back. But I said yesterday on TikTok, like just to kind of get people to start talking about it. Well, it obviously wasn't Rachel that took him to a shelter. She was in a mental health facility. So what happens was, what or what happens, did, by the way, Ray, did the mom post something or I just saw it written about and on like TMZ or whatever. We all know Graham is not a good dog, right? Like when I say not a good dog, like he's the cutest dog ever, but my dog Murphy is probably like Graham, although Murphy's never bit anyone, but like very hyper doodles tend to be like very hyperactive and wild. And like Murphy will eat my shoes and, you know, I'll find all kinds of random stuffed animals ripped apart if I leave him unattended for a long time or whatever. So that part is normal, but apparently, you know, we know that Graham is an untrained, which is interesting because I went down like a crazy, crazy long spiral yesterday um, in, on Graham, what's his name? Like Graham, the cracker dog, or like Graham cracker, the dog or whatever. And he, and he, he, she has an Instagram account for Graham. And I posted it in my Instagram stories and the, the amount of training she took this dog to in the early days, like it was like Petco training and then zoom room and then like all this training, but none of it stuck because you know what they say about training. You actually have to train at home as well. It's not just, you know, whatever. So, um, oh my gosh, Ray, I need to find that really fast. Can you tell me where to find that so I can look it up really fast? Cause I haven't had a chance to, um, cause I know the story, but I didn't know what the actual post said. Um, so, okay. So anyway, um, we, we, we know that the dog was brought somehow to a shelter, but how? Apparently, it comes out that actually this dog was taken to a a California doodle rescue or something doodle rescue, okay? Hold on one second. Yeah, I need to hold on. I need to see this because I feel – let me just pull up my girl, Face Reality. She posted everything. By the way, Face Reality 16, she's the girl who, um, you know, found – like did the deep dive on – um, what's it called on the Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade thing. She and I have become pretty close. Like we're chatting all the time. She also didn't get a BravoCon ticket, but she tends to be, her name is, by the way, her name is Eliza. I'm going to have her as a guest on my show. She, she, uh, uh, Eliza is like, it's all going to work out. I'm a big fan of believing it's going to work out. And I'm like, me too. Actually, I didn't cry. I didn't cry about BravoCon for those of you that are curious. I didn't cry about that. Okay. So apparently Rachel's mom said that they brought they brought Graham to a the California Doodle Rescue after Graham had bit her to the bone. Okay? But if you go to California Doodle Rescue's website, it straight up says, "We know how difficult it is to surrender your doodle. If you need to speak to someone about how we can go around finding the right home, you can reach out da 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 da. We cannot accept doodles with a history of extreme anxiety." aggression, or biting. That feels a little bit odd. 
considering the reason that Laura, the Rachel's mom, you know, had this bite is 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 so intense. Okay. Let me go and like, let me go and just find, number one, the fact that this is always on entertainment tonight is so weird. There's definitely something with Rachel and entertainment tonight. That's where she released her first statement. That's where she, you know, is always, I hope the volume's not on this. That's where she, Rachel, it's always at entertainment tonight. So entertainment tonight is clearly paying. But it says, Rachel Levis and her mother, Laura, did everything they could for her dog, Graham Cracker. Um, Laura went, Laura said the family went above and beyond to find Graham the top rehab center, even after he bit her so badly in the finger that she suffered nerve damage. Okay. Rachel put Graham into behavior classes. When Rachel went into the mental health facility, she asked us to care for Graham as we have many times before. While caring for him, he bit me to the bone, causing severe damage. By the way, I have never heard of a doodle biting to the bone. This is not a Rottweiler. This is not a pit bull. This is not like a Dalmatian. I did get attacked by a Dalmatian. So I have like a, I have a little bone to pick with Dalmatians, if you know what I'm saying. Like doodles don't do this. They're playful. I mean, baby puppies may like, you know, but this is not a doodle behavior. I have one. I mean, I want Murphy to come and speak for the doodles. In fact, like we need, we need the doodle, um, What's it called? We need like a doodle representative to come here and like speak for the doodles. Apparently, you guys, this is going to be a huge storyline on this coming season because this is kind of crazy, the whole thing. But essentially, um, she says she saw two doctors and both doctors suggested he be euthanized. You guys, what? Yeah, you have a pit bull that is seven and has never been anyone. So I'm so sorry that I, I didn't mean to like, I'm not, I'm just saying like, There's certain dogs that are known to be a little bit more aggressive with the wrong kind of training. And then there's dogs that, like, that's like saying my chihuahua bit me to my bone. Like, it just doesn't, I don't know. Okay. So, and please, please don't think that I'm like talking badly about pit bulls or Rottweilers or any of that. I promise you I'm not. Okay. Just the, not the one that bit me when I was 16 years old. I'll never forget that. Okay. Um, We sought out the best rehab center, California Doodle Rescue, that gave him a trainer with over 40 years of experience. After discussing with Rachel, we made the tough decision to drive Graham on May 20th to California Doodle Rescue so that he wasn't alone and delivered him directly to the trainer's home with a tearful goodbye. Why wasn't James involved in this? It's so insane. She continues, while with the trainer, Graham bit both her and her husband. What is this, Graham? The, uh, Graham is like the most. I mean, I, if I were James, I would be so upset right now. Like, what? Graham is like a scary dog. Like he's biting trainers. He's biting. What, what's next? Is he like Luann? Is he like you know yelling at cops? Like, what is happening here? He's, it, this dog is like from what we've seen. Very maybe he's wild and like you know whatever. He's, it's like he's not okay. I mean, I'm not. I'm not with Graham, but like maybe. He's on things and stuff. This is crazy. We still worked with him more to get to him, pla- him to a place where he could be adopted. He was placed with a new owner and was returned within three days for also biting her. Maybe they're not. Yes, he bit the trainer apparently too. Maybe no one's feeding Graham. Has anyone thought about that? Maybe 
maybe, and this is a legend, maybe Sandoval and Rachel had a little bit of a biting play, you know, in their, in their bedroom behavior. And maybe Graham thought this is a way to show love. You never know. Okay. Lisa offered the rescue, then reached out to Lisa Vanderpump for financial assistance hire a different trainer. Lisa offered to adopt Graham. He was picked up by Vanderpump Dogs Rescue on July 13th. California Doodle Rescue was told that Vanderpump Dogs would either rehab him or place him in a good home where he could live on her property until his dying day. My daughter nor I ever dumped Graham and want nothing but the best for him. I'm sorry, are we speaking the same language? Yes, you did dump him. I mean, you didn't technically put him on the, on the corner of the street, but you dumped him. At a rehab center, tearful, tearful goodbye. What kind of, like, if anything, take them to a rehab center for like three month long training. I mean, Rachel needed to be in a mental health facility. It looks like Graham needed to be in a biting facility. A tearful goodbye, like, bye, that's it. You're done. We're done. I just don't understand. It's very, very confusing. I just don't understand that this dog is biting every, oh my God, the picture of the bite. Listen, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Go to Entertainment Tonight's website if you want to see that. But I'm trying to think. I have been bit by Murphy when I got my hand into his toy. Like Murphy gets like very obsessed with those like ropey toys. And he gets like that. And so I'll put my hand there and like pull. And if my hand is in the wrong place, like he'll by mistake bite me. And I've never broken blood. Never. And it definitely didn't look like a hole in my skin. This is a hole. This is not bite marks. This is just like, literally it looks like, like someone took like something and scooped out a hole. Very confusing. Very confusing. Um, All I'm saying is that the second Rachel gets seen finally in public, and this is what Eliza and I were messaging, Face Reality 16, it's like the second Rachel gets just gets, uh, you know, seen in public and finally maybe will have us say like, listen, she looks like she feels bad. She's not being part of the trip. Maybe she's, you know, maybe we should give her the benefit of the doubt, et cetera, et cetera. The second that happens, this happens. This girl is so screwed. How, like, sleeping with your friend's boyfriend, bad enough. Doing everything she did on the show, bad enough. Giving up your dog that you created a god freaking dang Instagram account for, and like we're so obsessed with showing him off like an accessory and talking about him as a, you know, puppy party and like make it graham cracker and you're giving him to a doodle rescue. It sounds to me like she wanted her parents to watch the dog and her parents couldn't handle it, didn't want to handle it. And so I'm not going to blame Rachel, but I, Rachel inadvertently has to be involved because I, I mean, I can't imagine they just do that without the owner being notified, right? Doesn't the owner have to know and like, whatever? It's tough. She was probably stuck in this mental health facility and didn't know what to do. Couldn't take care of her dog, obviously. The parents couldn't take care of the dog. But then James, in my opinion, had to, should have been the next call. It's like, it's like child custody, right? But I guess he, I guess he wasn't technically an owner. How does that work? 
Shouldn't they have both owners on like the chip? Mm-hmm. You guys are right. I'm sorry that I keep drinking, but because I was like crying, I'm feeling like, you know, need to be hydrated. Um, yeah, they should have called James immediately. So I need to know. We need to get Allie on a call. We need to know from Allie. Tell us really, how is James? I mean, how's Graham? I want to know. If we watch the show and we see that, you know, Graham is like a pretty, you know, James is getting Graham right now into the bed. James currently is with Caesar Milan. Exactly in this moment, he's with Caesar Milan. He's like, I need this dog to be the best behaved dog ever in the history in the in the world because I cannot have Rachel and her wackadoodle mom looking like they were right. Don't you guys agree? <laughs> That's what I would do. Be like, let's show them. It will be. This will be the new Scandival. I'll tell you who's so excited right now is Tom Sandoval. He's like, I'm not involved. There's drama that I have nothing to do with. But like, I want to know who told TMZ, who told all these people. My guess is Lisa Vanderpump. The second that people had pictures of um, Graham out there at Lake Tahoe, I'm thinking that probably Lisa Vanderpump's like, this looks great for Vanderpump dogs. Let's get, um, you know, some... Um, press going for Vanderpump Dogs. Lisa likes to be the hero. She likes to be the savior. And also she likes to be um, very, she likes to be very, um, what was I going to say? She likes to be like involved. She needs something to be involved with. This is a great storyline for Lisa. At the end of last season, it was like, oh, why is she even here? Now we know Lisa's got a place here right? And, and people will stand for dogs. So Lisa will always be loved for her love of dogs. Um, okay. So what else is happening, you guys, other than the fact that I cried on my show live on TikTok, which is shocking to me. I still can't believe I did that. What about Bethany? What are we talking about? The fact that she wants reality stars to unionize? I think this is so interesting. She gets, Bethany, look, do I think she has good intentions here? Absolutely. Do I think that she should, that reality stars should be unionized to an extent? Yes, absolutely. Like the fact that she made $7,000 her first full season of Real Housewives of New York, um, and, and never has gotten any residuals. Yes. I mean, technically, yes, they should be. Everyone should have rules around them. But I mean, what that would do for the industry, it would just create such a chaotic situation. And I think what's hap- what's interesting is that it's, it's, it, it's, it's interesting because it's like, why does she take these things on and like become obsessive over it? She's not a reality star anymore, right? She doesn't want to be a reality star anymore, right? I don't know. Find it interesting. Yeah, she made $7,250 for the first full season of Real Housewives of New York. But you have to remember, this was 2007 or whatever. This is so long ago. It was not what it is now at all, you know? Um, I think that... I think it's a tricky situation. I think that, you know, obviously writers and SAG striking, they have more, this is still like a new boat, the reality boat, you know, but I support reality stars. I support all kinds of entertainers, but I'm telling you if they make pod, if they make podcasters have to unionize, I will not be happy with that. Like that would suck. That would suck. Um, 
Anyway, so uh, what else is going on? Oh, apparently Mauricio and Kyle are working on their marriage. Okay. I don't know what that means. Do you guys know what that means? I don't really know what that means. I mean, apparently, you know, they're they're trying to work on their marriage and just seeing what happens. Um, I'm very interested to see. It's a work in progress. That's what it is. Their marriage is a work in progress, according to a source. Who's the source? Probably Mauricio. <laughs> I don't know if Kyle's in on that source. Um, is anything else? You guys, oh, shout out to Tony Bennett. You know, Tony Bennett died today, 97 years, 96 years old. He was dealing with Alzheimer's for the last many years. What a successful guy. This guy had hits in like every decade. Like for 10 decades, like seven decades. Like it's the craziest, craziest thing. Um, so he he lived a great life. And so I don't really feel like sad about that. I feel like that's like a light, a celebration of life. Don't you guys agree? I think so. Um, Jennifer Lopez goes to Tracy Anderson, I found out today. And if you know me and you know my thoughts about Tracy Anderson, very interested by that. Sofia Vergara and Joe Manganiello, a, a divorce, apparently – because he intensely wanted children. Can we talk about that for two minutes? Why are you not talking about this before you get married? She's 51. She's not having children. Am I crazy here? When they got married at 43, 44, when she was 43 or 44, was she saying that she wanted to get pregnant at that point? Didn't she have the whole debacle with her ex about the embryos, the frozen embryos, and he wanted them back. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, she already has a child. She has like an adult child. What is happening? This seems crazy. This would be like me saying I'm divorcing Lance because he has, he's six foot two and I always wanted a short man. Huh? Did you forget to have that conversation in your first dates? Like, I don't, Get it. So I don't know if he's saying that or she's saying that or people think that. But whenever I hear stories about this with like full adults, I wonder, I actually like a short guy. Lance always says like, oh, you're into short. I've always had crushes on short, short guys and then I married Lance. Like what's up with that? Um, he's six foot two. But I always think about this like – there's a few things you're supposed to, if, for those single people listening, if you are listening to this and you're still dating, this is what we got to do, okay? If you're dating someone, before you consider getting serious, before you consider getting engaged, definitely before you consider getting married, this, these are the questions I would ask. This is done on no sleep right now with absolutely no preparation, okay? You guys ready? Do you like to have sex? <laughs> It's an important question, okay? It's an important question. Number two, do you like to go out on Saturday nights with a lot of friends or do you always want to be home alone in your living room watching TV? Do you like sushi? Do you like to have cocktails? Do you drink, right? Important questions. These are the questions that we don't talk about because they're not like in the, you know, like the marriage guidebooks, but these are what makes a happy marriage. 
do we have the same lifestyle, right? When we make money, do we take that money and immediately put it into a savings account or do we go to Europe? Important questions. If you don't know how your partner wants to spend their money and then you get married and all of a sudden you find yourself in debtors anonymous, we've got a problem. Another question, when we get married, do you want to be a mother? Do you want to be a father? Would you like to have kids? Did Sophia and Joe not have that conversation? What is up? Of course, religion is important. Of course, family is important. How you want, where do you want to live? What city do you want to live in? Kim and Croy, do you like online gambling? Kim and Croy, do you, do you want to spend all your money in Bitcoin? Important question. I'm going to write a book. I just decided I'm writing a book, the marriage, the how to know if you're ready to get married guide of 2023. Would you cry over BravoCon tickets? Important question. Do you want to spend copious hours every single week watching Drunk Housewives on a network called Bravo? It's not a make or break. It's just important information, right? Anyway, what's your credit score? Yeah, that's important too. (laughs) I guess there's like more important questions, but I'm just doing it like from the, I'm not sleeping, I'm tired, I'm angry, I'm sad, I am delirious, and that's my, but like Joe and Sophia, why aren't they talking about it? You guys. Are you going to shame my love of pop culture? That's an amazing question, Jamie. Are you going to make me feel bad for loving to watch Hot Mess Expresses on TV? Very important. Here's another question. Will you be my Instagram husband? Will you take footage of me so that I can look like an influencer? Okay. What else? Am I missing anything else while I'm, while I'm on this tangent? This may be my lowest watched YouTube video ever. (laughs) With the way it started and the way it's ending, I don't feel like I'm here. (laughs) Oh my goodness, you guys. Can you afford me, Amy says? That's a great question. Can you afford me? I am spicy. I am dicey. (laughs) I don't have lysy. Oh my God, you guys. Ah, I love you, dosers. Every single freaking hour I get a new patron. I get someone new that subscribes to my Patreon. It makes me so freaking happy and so grateful and almost like, I could start crying again out of gratitude, so I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. I can't cry t- two times in one in one episode, okay? Toilet paper over or under. Darlene, anyone that puts it under is a sociopath. We know this, right? If you put your toilet paper under, meaning you have to pull from under the toilet paper, just find Rachel and go into her mental health facility, okay? That's my recommendation. I love you guys. I appreciate my dosers. Thank you so much for supporting me today. Thank you so much for giving me some love given the situation that I dealt with. If you missed it here on TikTok, watch the whole episode on YouTube. I'm not going to get into it again. 
but I did have an emotional moment and I love you and I appreciate you. And I'm so sorry that I put you in that weird, awkward position because some people don't like to watch other people cry. (sighs) I hope you have an amazing weekend and watch me on Instagram stories as I count down the minutes to picking up my boys on Sunday morning from camp. Can't wait. I love you guys.